I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. The Northern Mockingbird is one of the mimic thrushes, a family of excellent songsters with an ability to mimic other birds' songs. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The trade machine man, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, we are under a week from, I mean, it, I tweeted this out the other day that this is going to be a, a week that's going to be remembered in NBA history. The fact that this moratorium is going to be lifted for trades uh, probably on Monday and we haven't had trades in what, nine or 10 months. We're going to have a draft <laughs> on Wednesday. We're going to have free agency. I, it's just everything's going to hit at once. It's so much fun to cover from an NBA standpoint. And yeah, we're excited. And even today uh, or yesterday on Tuesday, you know, news came out of just one of the first of probably many of some negotiations that are already happening and mm. trade talks. And it's just, it, it's so nice getting a good player movement woge bomb. It's so, so good. There's so much stuff to get into today. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to be breaking down the Lockdown Mock Draft. It's coming out. The first one, picks 1 through 10, come out on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, go ahead and go listen to that on the Lockdown NBA channel. That show has some pretty good pretty good hosts on there. Pretty good ones. Uh, I, I jump on there every once in a while, but there's some pretty good shows on there. Uh, they do five days a week on that show as well. And... Then ours will come out a couple days later, so they'll, they'll continue to do, you know, I think it's six picks the first one, seven picks the next one, and then, you know, so on and so forth. So we're just going to give you our whole explanation on this show because the, ru- the real real actual rumors are starting to fly, so we want to be able to have shows available to be able to talk about those. Um, but before we get to all the lockdown stuff and the rumors and all that, here's the, the key dates. I've, I've had people reach out to me on Twitter and ask about these, so I wanted to do it on the podcast. November 16th. Trading resumes. That's that's Monday. That's this Monday. Teams which it, are, which it are could allowed be, to trade. Yeah, which it could be Sunday. You know, they said two to three days. So it honestly, it could be even like earlier. It could be fifteenth or sixteenth. Probably looking at the sixteenth. But either you, way, it's you happening. know, it's gonna be just like free agency, right? Like they're gonna start dropping. You know, <laughs> like yes. nine p.m. the you know the night before or whatever. Uh, the rumors are like reportedly blah 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 somebody is traded to somebody else November 18th obviously we know that's the NBA draft November 20th is when free agency begins that's the moratorium that's when you know players and teams can can officially talk for the first time even though you know they've been people have been you know quote we're doing air quotes if you're watching us on WFAA uh, you know teams can officially talk uh, and then you know, free agency a couple days later will actually, you know, te- teams will be able to sign players a couple days after that. And then December December 1st, training camp. And then December 22nd, the season starts. I mean, we are like, this six weeks is is basically six months of, of normal activity, right? Because normally we get the draft, like June 20th, and then the season would start like October 30th, right? So we, all of a sudden we have this like six month span that we're going to do in about six weeks here, which is going to be wild. So... Really looking forward to that. Uh, stick with us. We'll be doing shows every single day. You know, starting this week, we'll probably do weekend shows as well and just dash all the way through it. So that's what we're getting into. Uh, let's do our five-star Apple podcast review question now. So this 
Question comes in from Mavs-12. Here's my question. Let's assume Giannis doesn't come to Dallas, the darkest timeline. If he signs with the Bucs this offseason, his Supermax extension, what is your next move? If he signs with the Heat or the Bucks next summer, what is your next move after that? So let's say Giannis you know, signs the Max extension this summer. What's the Mavs move? Well, I think your next move, Giannis or not, I mean, Giannis could be the answer to this, but your next move is trying to find the third piece. And uh, I do think that there needs to be a third piece, whether it's another ball handler, another guy on the wing, uh, but there has to be some type of third piece next to Luka and KP. So I I don't want to like try to put it in a box of saying, if Giannis signs the extension right now, that means we go get the third piece right now. I don't want to say that. I think we just trust the front office of, saying, hey, you go find the right fit, whether it's right now, whether if Giannis signs the extension right now or like next week, it does open up to more possibilities that I could see Dallas going over the next few weeks. But if it plays out and all this stuff, there's we've talked about on this podcast numerous times, there's so many other people that are free agents in 2021. So if you wait until then to see how you spend your money, then after another playoff experience, after another year of Luka and KP, then who knows? I mean, the opportunities are there. So yeah, I, I would say sometime over the next 12 to 18 months, like you are looking at, you have to find the third piece before Luca gets into the extension and all of that. Yeah, that's the window, right? That 12 to 18 month window is what he's talking about. You don't panic if the Mavs didn't add somebody. And even and even if they don't add somebody in that 18 month you know, or so window, it's not really a panic type thing. So I think for this offseason, let's say Giannis signs a super max, you know, as soon as he's able to this offseason, just keep the powder dry still for 2021, right? Keep the cap space open because there's other guys out there, right? There's Victor Oladipos, there's there's Kawhi Leonard's, there's Paul George's, there's other guys out there that are going to be available. And so keep it keep it dry for then still and then Try to make that big move next summer. Because you could even make a trade into that space too. It doesn't just have to be straight up signing those guys. You can make some kind of deal that way. There's all kinds of different things they can do. But that's sort of where we stand on that. Um, all right, coming up, uh, we're going to get into the lockdown mock draft. So stick with us. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we did. But I want to get to a couple of newsy points here. The Knicks practice facility was shut down due to three positive coronavirus tests from team employees. Um, this is kind of a sobering thing after we just got done talking about all the, you know, key dates and all that stuff and got super excited. There's, there's still a virus out there, man. And it's still, you know, putting a ton of people in the hospital and, you know, I don't, I don't know my family members say that, oh, deaths are down. Yeah. But people are still going to the hospital. I like, guess this is still a big deal, right? We still should be wearing masks, still be social distancing. And so to keep the league and, you know, you know, everybody's safe. There might be some stoppages this season. I mean, this might not go as smoothly as the bubble. We're seeing NFL games have gotten suspended. We're seeing, I mean, college football is just getting absolutely torn apart by this. So many games getting suspended and postponed and all that kind of stuff. So a little bit of pouring water over the top of this that, you know, stuff can still happen, you know, even if the, the NBA does their bubbles without fans and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, NBA, you know, they've been watching MLB, they've been watching NFL, they've been watching these other leagues you know, pull, try to pull their leagues off uh, outside of a bubble. And, you know, I think a lot of people throw out there, like, hey, there's the framework right there. Well, the, the biggest difference when it comes to MLB and NFL is the size of rosters. You know, how many how many times in the NFL right now that somebody tests positive? All right, well, they're out this week. They're on the COVID list. Well, 
there's only so many guys on an NBA team. So you take, you know, four or five guys off an NFL team, you have another, you have a whole roster for the most part. You take four or five guys off an NBA team and there's more frequent games. NFL, there's, you know, you have a week in between games for the most part. So uh, if it's, you know, with it not being in a bubble, there's so many questions of how this season's going to play out. But uh, honestly, we, we don't know until we see it happen. Yep, we don't know. All right, another newsy thing here is that the Suns are interested in Chris Paul. This is kind of like the one big thing. We'll, we'll probably take this into the next segment too, but the Suns are interested in a Chris Paul trade. We've kind of talked about this sort of as a deal, but this makes sense for both sides. I think the Suns are kind of this budding young team that wants to be better. The Thunder are this budding young team that wants to be worse and wants to tank. Right? They've made the playoffs so many years, and now they want to you know, go into that lottery and – 2021 and get Cade Cunningham. If you listen to Ryland Styles, uh, Locked On Mavs, Raccoon Squad card carrying member, he hosts the Locked On Thunder podcast. He's all about 2021. He said today on the podcast about the rumors about LaMelo Ball, he said, Why would you want to get an iPhone 11 when the iPhone 12 is coming out in a month? <laughs> so he wants to keep, you know, he wants to go straight for that 2021 lottery. Go for Cade Cunningham. And so they're all in on the tank. The Suns, by the on the other hand, Devin Booker's been there for how many years? Like five years? He's had five different coaches. He's, you know, they've won like 34 games, the most games they've ever won. That was this past year or something like that. And so they want to win. And so I think this makes sense for both sides. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, you look at the framework of the deal to where, you know, you're probably looking at just, and we're just talking about salary wise because they have to have the salaries. Um, for the most part, they're sitting on cap room too, so there's a world in which they wouldn't have to exactly match a Chris Paul salary. But let's just say you're looking at the expiring contract of Kelly Oubre and the expiring of Ricky Rubio, and they also own the 10th pick in the draft. So if OKC was wanting to move up to one, the one of the ways to do this, if, if they did get this 10th pick, well, then you have the 10th pick, then you could package that to try to get up for LaMelo. But... Let's just look at that framework of Rubio, Ubre, and 10 for Chris Paul and like 25. That's OKC's pick because they own Denver's pick. I would assume that that is the type of framework that they're discussing. But we think, and we've talked about in the spot, that this is a, an, a situation that if Dallas wanted to pounce in, we've talked about before, the dream scenario is to take the 18th pick and to turn it into a guy who can play right now. Some some type of rotation player who is going to log minutes with this team in this win now team. And would you look at this situation if you're Dallas and say, all right, could we swoop in and say, okay, see, Kelly Oubre is on expiring. Could we talk about an Oubre for 18 deal and be the third team in this deal? You reroute Oubre to Dallas. We'll give you DeLon Wright, Justin Jackson, and pick 18 for Oubre. And I think that that's enticing if you're OKC. Yeah, that's interesting, especially if they want to, you know, get younger. You know, Kelly Oubre is expiring. They might not even, you know, he might not even want to resign there. I guess he probably wouldn't if they're trading Chris Paul and trying to tank. So that's an interesting move. That's a, that's a very interesting proposition. All right, coming up, we'll talk maybe briefly more about this Chris Paul thing, and then we'll get into the lockdown mock draft. We made a trade. We made a trade. Four years in a row, we're going to go back through some of the old moves that we've made and talk about the team that the Mavs would have if Isaac and I were the GMs for all four years like we have been. So we'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate, 100% real chocolate. They're absolutely delicious, soft, easy to chew. There's great flavors. Isaac, what's your favorite flavor of Built Bar? 
Oh, mint brownie. Mint brownie is by far my favorite flavor. That's a good one. Mint brownie is good. Peanut butter brownie is good. I just like the like the double chocolate. Those are good. The orange one kind of gives you a little zest if you want a little little different kind of flavor. They also have six new flavors. Go to the website and check those out. Uh, Built Bar are great for a healthy, conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're super easy to grab and go. I find it hard to find a healthy snack that you can just grab and go, right? I want to just keep doing what I'm doing, but I have to stop and like prep this snack. Well, you don't have to do that with Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into our um, – oh, anything else you want to say about the Chris Paul deal? Because, you know, it seems like that that is, you know, the biggest rumor right now. It came from ESPN, from Woj, Windhorse, and somebody else at the Tim Bontemps maybe. It was like three reporters kind of – Yeah, it was like three people. Know, teamed up on that one. But that would be a really no, interesting I – mean, does, does Phoenix become a playoff team if Chris Paul is, is added to them? Could they? They could. Does it make them automatic? No. And it's just, and it's. I think for them, it's more of keeping the status quo, like keeping them where they're at instead of moving down. Because we've talked about how teams in the West are probably getting better. And it's like, all right, you add Chris Paul to this Phoenix team with Devin Booker and Aiton and the young guys. I know we just seen them go eight and zero in the bubble and all that, but you add Chris Paul to this team, does that make them better than Portland? I I don't think so. Does that put them in the same category as Memphis and New Orleans and? I sure like I don't I don't think they're better than Utah I don't think they're better than Houston so at some point like you got to figure out which teams are going to go down for you to go up and so I, I think it definitely puts them in the in the mix for eight I just don't know what team I would say they're for sure over if they get Chris yeah Paul. I'm seeing a lot of people say oh Phoenix is a guaranteed playoff team if they get Chris Paul okay well they could be. It could be the same as the Thunder, but the Thunder had some vets, right? The Thunder had some some guys, yeah. Gallinari, Dennis Schroeder, Stephen Adams. They had some of these. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, not a vet, but a good player. They had some guys that were ready-made to go and like go win some games. The, the Suns are super young and don't necessarily have that. Their cornerstones are Booker, who's awesome. That you know that's great. They have you know yeah. DeAndre Ayton. They have Rubio, who probably have to go out in the deal. Uh, and then you know, after that, it's like Frank Kaminsky, Dario Saric. Like, are you super interested yeah. in in any of these guys, or do that any of these guys move the needle? Probably not. You have to also Which take I, some take a playoff team out from last year. The Warriors are going to yeah. come in and probably take the Thunder spot if the Thunder are going to fall out. And so, who else falls out? And it's hard to say. Yeah, that that's the hardest thing is finding which team. I will say this from Phoenix's side: go do it. Like yeah. I, I don't like when I, I hate when teams like are hesitant about something like this is that's the perfect move to go do if you're Phoenix. So I'm all about it if you're Phoenix because you have a Devin Booker, you haven't won with him, you want to try to push your chips in a little bit and say, all right, let's get Devin Booker around Chris Paul, let's put these two guys together. So I love the move for Phoenix. I just don't think it locks you into a top six seed in the West. Yeah, no. Um, do you want to talk about the Knicks and Clippers interested in Russell Westbrook rumor? This came from Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer. Can we just laugh for like, I don't know. <laughs> this is a perfect place for Westbrook to go to the Knicks, right? That's like the perfect Carmelo deal. Yes. Yes. Throw, throw him to the Knicks. Let him have fun. Heck, average a triple-double again, Russ. It would be, that, that be so be much like the Carmelo thing again. Yeah. Yeah. The Clippers one, I don't, I don't understand no. because I don't know of any combination of players on the Clippers that I wouldn't rather have more than Russ. Yeah. Like you'd have to trade that, Paul George, right? To make this happen. 
Yeah, uh, my best friend's a Rockets fan, and he texted me tonight, and he's like, all right, are we about to get Paul George for Westbrook and Tucker? <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, I don't think no. So. Like, I know I know, playoff B had a rough playoffs, but uh, his value's not that low. So I saw somebody you know, put out that they would maybe do a sign-in trade with Montrezl Harrell making like $18 million to make it work with like – they could just send the Chris Paul deal back to the Rockets, right? Pat Beverly, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell. I bet they That'd could find uh, Monty Yunus. Remember, remember Monty Yunus? Yep. I think he was in that deal. You could send him back to the Rockets, find him, pick him up somewhere. So, yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. I don't really get the, the Clipper side of it, but the Knicks one would just be that'd be so great. <laughs> yes. Just be. Uh, all right, let's get into the Lockdown Mock Draft. So, this is coming out again over the next couple of days on the Lockdown NBA pod. Go ahead and go listen to that if you are listening on Wednesday. The draft is just days away. We are so close to the NBA draft right now. Locked On Podcast is mocking every single first-round pick. We've talked about this a little bit, but every single host of the Locked On shows acted as the GM. We did trades. We talked to each other. You know, I sent out so many texts. Who are you trying to get right now? And uh, some people were hesitant to give me information. Some people were really readily available to give me information it was pretty fun to do it we've done this every year it's our fourth year doing it which is wild to me listen to the lockdown nba podcast every single day leading up to the draft to hear projections of each pick and expert analysis from chad ford guys we have chad ford and john hollinger on our network which is awesome these guys have worked in nba front offices actually chad ford hasn't but he has tons of contacts and people in the nba that he talks to Sports Illustrated Jeremy Wu is also going to be breaking down the picks. Check the feed, Locked On NBA, to catch up on past shows and don't miss a pick. Subscribe to Locked On NBA today wherever you get your podcast. It's a great one to uh, to add to this one, especially when I go on with Ben Golliver and host on some uh, Thursdays because usually something wild happens. We podcasted the day that the NBA stopped. We podcasted the day that the uh the nba stopped in the bubble when they didn't play that night mm. every single time golver and i host something wild happens so uh subscribe to that pod all right let's get into the mock draft so we talked about the first 10 picks i think we, we already talked about where denny fell to 10 so i don't think we have to get into those too much but what was our thinking going into the draft what were we looking for you know what are some of the trades we even discussed yeah, I think, you know, for us operating as uh, Donnie Nelson, for the most part, we wanted to see what we could get for 18. If we could get a win now, I think a dream scenario is can you get a win now player? Depending on how good the win now player is, you just move out of the draft completely and just get that player and you're fine with it. But if it's not like a crazy good piece, can you get a win now player and still keep a first round pick to, you know, get you some depth off the bench? So for us, we were looking at a couple different scenarios. We're like, hey, the first, first and foremost thing, Nick sent out to all the GMs of the <laughs> network of saying, we have 18 and 31, first pick of the second round. How, like, we're willing to move up. Both of those picks, how far can that get get us? And so he sent it out. We didn't have any, nobody really took the bait for the most part. Uh, we end up trading, but we were trying to get up because we really like Sadiq Bay. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know we like Sadiq Bay. You know we like Aaron Neesmith. And we had been talking to New Orleans at 13. We knew they liked Sadiq Bay. Uh, San Antonio wasn't doing anything at 11. We talked to Sacramento. But, you know, they were looking at Buddy Heald deals. And, like, we're like, <laughs> yeah. mm. We were like, hey, Matt George, can we trade, you know, uh, was it 18 and 31 to get up to 12? And he was like, are you asking about Buddy Heald? I was like looking around, like, yeah. hold up, wait, no, this is not what we were talking about. So we talked to Buddy Hill a little bit too. Yeah, we talked about Buddy Hill, but 
Like, we didn't even get off the, okay, well, if we're going to take on Buddy, we're definitely getting 12. And they're like, well, no, we're not going to trade Buddy and 12. I'm like, all right, you have fun paying Also, he talked us way down on Buddy Heal, too. I was already the one that was way down on Buddy Heal, but this is what he said about Buddy. Uh, He said, I think Buddy could be really good in Dallas, but the Kings are going to try to milk value out of nothing. And I said, yeah, I don't even get, you know, the, the... the idea of, of Buddy in Dallas. I think Curry gives you enough of what Buddy does, and he makes way less. And then Matt George said, he also makes a ton of mistakes and plays no defense. I was like, well, that makes me not want Buddy even more so. If this guy that watches that watched every single game of his career so far said he makes a ton of mistakes and plays no defense, that is not a player I want in Dallas. <laughs> so, for us, Making 25 we end up... Million. <laughs> exactly. Um, for us, we end up making a deal. And OKC, who you just hyped up, uh, Ryan at, at OK Locked on Thunder, uh, gave us a shout. And yeah, we pretty much put this framework together, Nick and him, of this deal to get a win now player while also moving back from 18 to 25. Yep. So we decided to make this deal. We'll talk about the deal that we made. We'll tell you what it was. We'll tell you uh, all the other deals that we tried to make coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of this mock draft. So I guess we should tell you guys, you can listen on Lockdown NBA, but um, <laughs> we we talked to San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans to try and get up there. Patrick Williams went 11 to San Antonio. Ugh, Aaron Neesmith went next to Sacramento. Just another stab in the back. And then the real one that really just... Freaking Jake. Oh, freaking Jake Madison. Right in our faces, too. Right in our faces. We were I was DMing him while he was making this pick, and I knew that he was gonna he was trying to decide between Kyra Lewis and Sadiq Bay. And I was like, man, Kyra Lewis is real good. I was talking up Kyra Lewis and just be just because I was talking him up, he took Sadiq Bay. So he decides to take Sadiq Bay at 13. New York takes Kyra Lewis. Orlando takes RJ Hampton. I think we might have to talk about that pick for a little bit because well, we, we almost moved. After we made the trade that we did, we moved back to 25, like I said. And then we talked to a lot of teams up through there about moving up from 25 back up to kind of where we were before. And Orlando was one of those teams. And we had Orlando was interested in Jalen Brunson. And so we had kind of discussions of was it worth to give up 25 and Jalen Brunson to move up to 15? And at that point, People that are still on the board uh, were Josh Green, Desmond Bain, Tyrese Maxey. Those three guys right there, we really still liked in the draft. So in your mind, would you give up Jalen Brunson and your first round pick for one of those three guys, Josh Green, Bain, or Maxey? And ultimately, we decided no on it, and we didn't. Yeah, because you're also giving up the pick. So I decided I would rather have Jalen Brunson and whoever we got at 25, spoiler alert, um, you know, whoever we got at 25 to, you know, instead of just getting one of those guys, right? Because we already know Jalen Brunson yeah. is a known commodity, at least to us. You know, we know that he's going to be a solid yeah. point guard off the bench. We know that he's going to be, you know, he could be a starter in the NBA at some point. He could be a solid guy to play next to Luka to, you know, whatever he's going to end up being. We know he's kind of a commodity. So, all right, here's the trade that we made in the lockdown mock draft. We call up our boy Ryland Styles, card-carrying Raccoon Squad member and uh, listener of the pod. We called up Ryland Styles of the Thunder and we said, How about <laughs> I said I said, how about 18 and 31 and Delon Wright for 25 and Dennis Schroeder? And he literally sent me back a screenshot that said I was about to send you the exact same, but without the 31st pick in there. 
We're like, we'll keep 31. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I really, I, I oversold it to begin with. Uh, so we, we decided that it was, it was fair anyway without 31. And so we ended up doing DeLon Wright and the number 18 pick for Dennis Schroeder and the 25th pick. So what OKC does is they go down from 18 to, to 25. They get off of Dennis Schroeder, who's an expiring contract anyway. He's probably not going to re-sign there. Well, no, no. And they also, OKC moves moves up from I'm 25 sorry, to OKC 18. OKC moves up from 25 to 18. And they get off Dennis Schroeder, who's probably not going to resign there. DeLon Wright goes to there. They get a backup point guard to play behind whoever's going to play point guard for them if Chris Paul leaves. <laughs> Ricky Rubio, I guess, at this point. Uh, and then, you know, so we get, get get the 25th pick. Yeah, I mean, from OKC's standpoint, he really liked Tyrell Terry. And if you're OKC, you look at Dennis Schroeder and say he's on an expiring contract. He's probably going to rec- he's probably going to sign somewhere else on like a better team after his contract's up. So if we could take Schroeder, replace him with Delon Wright, who's a, you know a little bit younger, but uh, but the main thing is move up seven spots to get a young piece in Tyrell Terry that they really did like. It makes sense for them. And for Dallas, we looked at it and said all right, if we're already at 18 and we just move back seven spots and we get Dennis Schroeder, who we both really like, we think he can play alongside Luca. He could be right there in our guard rotation. He shot 38% from three last year. You can never have enough Germans on nope. your team. Um, yeah, we we like Dennis Schroeder. That's why we kind of traded for him multiple times. Yeah, we liked him so much we traded for him two years in a row. We'll talk about that in a minute. But that's the deal that we did. That's the deal that we made. So we were back at 25. We were kind of... You were like, ah, oh, man, there's, I think there's enough guys that we like that we'll still get somebody at 25, too. So, you know, after RJ Hampton, Portland takes Josh Green, who we tried to trade up with Portland, but they didn't want to, you know, trade down. Minnesota takes Poku, who apparently the Mavs are interested in, according to John Hollinger. OKC gets their guy in Tyrell Terry. I think that's an interesting fit for him, playing next to those guys. Him and Dort, just the yeah, most different, like, just the most different backcourt you could have, which is kind of fun. Desmond Bain goes to New York. New York trades with Brooklyn. New York did all kinds of weird stuff in this. We tried to get this pick. We tried to cuz at we this point we had a deal in place for this own, pick. We did. At this point we own 25 and 31. So we're like, all right, now kind of the same thing we were on earlier, but how far can 25 and 31 get us back up into this range to try to get Bain or Maxi or one of these even Robert Woodard at that point. We liked all three of those guys. So we tried to go up to Brooklyn, but New York beat us out on the deal. If we pulled that deal off with Brooklyn and moved back up to 19 using both those picks, we could have got Desmond Bain or Maxi and walked out of the draft with Dennis Schroeder and Desmond Bain. And we would have said, hey, that's a that is a dream scenario in my mind. You get a really good rotation piece in Schroeder that fits with your team, helps you win now, and you get one of the guys you were targeting too in like a Desmond Bain or a Maxi. So, yeah, but it didn't work out. We still get a guy we really like at 25, but the picks kept on going. Yeah, so Desmond get, Bain goes to New York there. Uh, New York, the deal that beat out, you know, eight, that beat out 25 and 31 was New York gave Brooklyn 26, 27, and 38 because New York made the deal with Boston to get all three of their picks. So they had tons of picks to work with. So Brooklyn gets two first-round picks and the 38th pick, which they don't really get to choose in this mock draft. So I don't know why you'd want to do that, but... Hey, yeah. uh, apparently the, the GMs of Brooklyn, they're very, they're really new hosts. They just started like last week. So they were kind of thrown off guard by all this, that how, we, how serious we were about this mock draft. It is pretty serious. Um, Desmond Bain goes to New York. Tyrese Maxey then was taken by Miami. <sighs> that was another one that we were, that we were hoping maybe yeah. would fall, but he didn't. Your boy Cole Anthony goes to Philadelphia. Jalen Smith gets picked by Denver. 
Robert Woodard goes to David Locke in Utah, and we were uh, we were holding out hope for Robert Woodard to get to yeah. us there, but he didn't. Teo Maldon goes to Milwaukee at 24, and then we were up. So we had a decision to make, and you know, there's a couple guys we've talked about before, but there was one big decision that we had to decide between, and uh, I think we were both on kind of opposite ends of this. Uh, kind of. For us, it was Precious was still sitting there, and Chua. Precious had fallen in, yeah, Chua had fallen in this draft, and it was we're at 25 at this point, and we're saying, in my mind, do we just take talent? Because even though it's not the best fit, it's like, do you just take the talent at, there at 25 and just roll with Precious? But then we had Tyler Bay at Colorado that we love as this pick at 31 and fits all the boxes that we would want in a draft pick. And so, yeah, we end up... I. Nick was leaning Tyler Bay. I was leaning towards Tyler Bay, but considering Precious more than Nick. You're was. trying to convince me about uh, Precious because I was I was not sold on it. I was, yeah, yeah, because I was like, man, will Tyler Bay be be there six picks later? Uh, and I'm glad we went the route we did because we we both really really liked Tyler Bay. I was just getting wrapped up into the hey, a talent is dropping. Should we just take the talent? Thing? And so my thought process on this, I was Tyler Bay all the way. I was I was I'm I'm Bayhive, whichever Bay that hey, which, whichever Bay. they oh. whichever Bay they can get, I'm I'm in on. So I was with Tyler Bay because I, I thought Precious was dropping because I don't think teams know how to use him, right? This type of player Precious is he's like this rim runner that can defend a bunch of different positions. That's kind of a hard player to put on some of these teams, right? Some of these win now teams. The Mavericks are not one of those teams. The Mavericks are one of those teams where you can you can add him, but I, th- I thought he was dropping for that reason. So I'm like, I think he might even be available at 31. But what was going really quickly was all these wings that we wanted. And so I thought, if we don't get yeah. Tyler Bay, we're not going to get one of these wings. You know, he's going to get taken, which I think I was proven right. Like, Bomaro goes to yeah. Brooklyn. Jaden McDaniels goes to the, the Lakers at 28. Uh, and then, you know. A great value for yeah, them, which by is, the way. Yeah, which is a great move for them. Um, and then then we get Precious at 31 still. So that worked out for us. So basically yeah. in this draft, we ended up with Dennis Schroeder, Tyler Bay, Precious Achua, and uh, and I think we made out. And we got we off didn't the- have to give up. J- 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 we didn't have to give up Jalen Brunson. We get off of some money for 2021 because Delon Wright's deal went out. And so I think we yeah. I think we did pretty well, all things considered. We, there's a couple other moves that if they would have gone through, we would have loved to get Sadiq Bay and somebody else. But I like what we did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we checked the check. Marks. I mean, somebody just asked me today, like, hey, what's Dallas going to do on draft night? Or we're like, what's your dream scenario? I'm like, hey, if we can get a win now player on draft night, I'm down for it. If not, if we get a rookie, I would like to get Sadiq Bay or Neesmith or something like that. But in this scenario, we got a win now player in Schroeder. We get in this mock draft, we got Tyler Bay and Precious Chua. So it's like, man, we got, I don't, I've always been, hey, we're not going to bring two guys that get, you know, two guys to camp. But if a guy like Precious, who, and some people have like, late lottery talent if he falls at 31 all right i'll just bring two guys to camp <laughs> at that point i mean just take the talent and, and bring him to camp yeah I, I think that we also we got the solid pick in tyler bay who's supposed to be this really really great defender and we got the flyer and precious right who could be you know he could replace dwight powell as that rim runner and also be a really really good defender as well like the future of this team could be you know bay being a three and d type player if his if he takes a couple more threes a game and you know his shot is 40% from three in college, but if that turns into a real thing in the NBA, that could be a big steal for the Mavs. So really, really good defender in Bay, great defender in Precious, but also that rim runner. He can't shoot, so that's one of the reasons why he dropped. But, 
he uh yeah that could be really really an interesting move for the Mavs and interesting duo to try and take into camp so we like both those guys can we go through the last the last couple of years of moves that we've made oh go through it <laughs> all right so this year we make the, the trade for Dennis Schroeder we trade away DeLon right in the pick last year 2019 we traded <laughs> we traded Tim Hardaway Justin Jackson and the 37th pick for the 21st pick Schroeder and Andre Roberson so we we make that move. We get mm. Roberson. So that's kind of like our that's kind of our wing defender. We get Schroeder again. We send away Tim Hardaway, Justin Jackson, who did not have very good value for us back then. Uh, Tim yeah. Hardaway, if you remember, was not great. And we, who do we with take the twenty first pick? We, t- we took PJ Washington, which is a really good move. That was Ooh, a yeah. really good player. We got at twenty one. So uh, I, I really like that. He went way higher, right? Didn't he go like thirteen or? Yeah, he went yeah, in the lottery. He won the lottery so, I like PJ. Really, really good about that pick. Got PJ Washington. 2018, we had the fifth pick. Luca went number one to the Suns because apparently the locked on GMs are way smarter than, than the NBA ones. So we couldn't get Luca. Yes. We couldn't trade up for Luca. We got Mo Bamba with the fifth pick. And with the 13th pick that we got in a trade, we traded Wes Matthews for Danilo Gall in the 13th pick. <laughs> I, I, I don't can't know how remember we this why we did this, how we did this, but uh, apparently. You know the Clippers guys did not want Danilo Gallinari anymore. We got you know 13th pick in West Math, you know for West Matthews basically, and so you have, and then we picked with, with 13 we picked Miles Bridges, which is another good player. So we basically have the Hornets roster at this point. <laughs> the Hornets roster. Yes. 2017 we had just started with the network when we did this, but we traded Seth Curry, Dwight Powell, and number nine. That was the Dennis Smith Jr. pick. We traded that pick for Stanley Johnson, Marcus Morris. I forgot we got him in this deal as well. And the number 12 pick. So we, we traded down, traded Seth Curry away. But what we got was, uh, yeah, what we got was, was Stanley Johnson, Marcus Morris, the 12th pick. We picked Donovan Mitchell with that pick. So we got Donovan Mitchell. We also traded Wes Matthews again. So we traded for Dennis Schroeder twice, and we traded Wes Matthews twice. Uh, so next year we have to start a new tradition where we start we trade somebody else. But with the 25th, we got Harry Giles. So we got, you know, another guy, a flyer-type guy. It seems like every year we go with the solid guy, and we also go with the flyer-type guy as well. This was yeah. that year. So we were believers in enough in Donovan Mitchell to move from 9 to nine to 12. We're like, hey, if Mitchell will still be there at 12, and we'll, we'll so take So this would be Mitchell our there. team just from what we've drafted. This is not free agent signings or anything like that. You know, basically no trades outside of draft night. This would be our team. Schroeder, Donovan Mitchell, um, whoever you want to start, Marcus Morris, Danilo Gallinari, Mo Bamba. Then coming off the bench, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, Tyler Bay, Alan Crabb, who we also got in that trade, Andre Roberson, Tyler Bay, Harry Giles. And anybody, and anybody else, else that was, who under was still under contract for Dallas. at that point. I mean, yeah. that's, a pretty, that's a decent team that we got just from these trades from the uh, Lockdown Mock. Yeah, I mean, if we got – if we got Donovan Mitchell in that draft, we wouldn't have been bad enough to get Luca. So true. Well, but we got oh. Mo Bamba instead, so it evens it evens out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> evens Very out. true. So that's what we did. That's the lockdown mock. We we love it. Go listen to it on Lockdown NBA. Go subscribe to that podcast. And guys, we'll be back all week. Thanks for talking to Lockdown Mavs. Boom. Peace out. That'll be four bucks, please. Of course, we could discuss a preferred customer discount.